0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. If this show was a game and watch, it'd just be called Society. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going?
1: It's going pretty good, Patrick. Um, this Halloween is gearing up to be a mm. scary Halloween. What do you mean? Be- well, I don't... So, I recently moved, and the neighborhood that I live in now do- apparently does Halloween big. Like, all of our neighbors right. have been telling us, like, hey, like, be prepared for trick-or-treaters. Um, and i'm sc- i'm scared <laughs> I, I think I,
0: I mean so if if you don't like live in los angeles or a big city like be prepared for trick or treaters may seem like neighborhood table stakes <laughs> right but like that's uh you y- you have like a little bit of a destination trick or treat neighborhood right
1: yes a par- oh so one of our neighbors uh, every year they do like a big like display yeah um and uh jesus and the wise men (laughs) (laughs) and so that is that is true (laughs) that's that's true for this year as well um but yeah like so i don't know what to expect my husband and i have been like uh you know we've been gathering candy as much as we can like it's a scarce precious resource um because we we i just don't know i'm living in fear right Uh, i'll have to report it well i will check in with you next week patrick to let you know how it goes, if I haven't been ripped limb from limb like warm bread by angry children demanding more candy. I mean,
0: I think the worst thing that could happen to a person's house... Or a, a person who lives in a Halloween-y neighborhood that they get egged, right?
1: I mean, I feel like probably that's th- terrible, but <laughs> I don't wish
0: it on anyone. Well,
1: I guess really the worst thing might be that Michael Myers lives in your neighborhood, and mm, that's pretty you bad. Know, it's that's, coming after you. That might
0: that might be worse. Um, do you <laughs> I really really like the imagery of being torn limb from limb like a loaf of bread? Warm bread. Warm bread. Okay, so it's more it's more like the tearing, and less like the fact that because bread doesn't have limbs, right? <laughs> right. Right. Except for maybe the Pillsbury Doughboy. He's bread and he has limbs. Well, he's dough.
1: He's dough, right.
0: Do they ever bake the Doughboy?
1: <laughs> I think not.
0: Uh, Mark, speaking of things you shouldn't bake, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it instead of baking it? You can certainly try All you got to do is email us at nintendocartridgesociety at gmail.com. I mail it to you, you play it for as long as you want, you send it back, it doesn't cost you anything. You may uh, experience that there's a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there instead of Sonic Forces. Uh, And despite the fact that it is a goose, it should not be baked. Um, So uh, that's just the thing that uh,
1: happens that you may have to deal with when borrowing my copy of Sonic Forces. I'm curious, Patrick, have you received any feedback um, from the lucky recipients to know whether they're disappointed to get a copy of uh, *Untitled Goose Game*, like wh- nope, oh, okay,
0: no, I think our listeners know better than to weigh <laughs> in on. Oh, this is the one I wanted to get, or the one I didn't want to no, get. No, I-, I mean
1: after. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, so yeah. even after the fact, people yeah, have not. Even after waited. the fact, yeah. there's no. Okay. Th- there's nothing.
0: Which honestly, I appreciate. It's a very like hands off. It's a very uh like. We don't need to talk about it. It's like
1: a hush hush under the table. Sure, deal. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a very stoic program. There a we perfect go, perfect program, mm-hmm. but very stoic. Yes. Uh, another thing you can do is you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate it so much. We love reading all of your reviews. Helps people find the show. If you leave us a review on the US Apple Podcast Store, we will give you a shout out on the show um, because we check the US Apple Podcast Store. If you leave us a review or favorite us or whatever you can do anywhere to. Sp- Uh, spread the good word of Nintendo cartridge society, send us an email, send us a uh, hit us up on Twitter. We would love to give you a shout out on the show. Thank you to everybody who has ever left us a review or has ever um, shared Nintendo Cartridge Society.
0: Yeah, we appreciate it a bunch. Um, We are, this is the last time we're going to say it. Mark, are you heartbroken about this? We are in the end of Game & Watch Month right now. I can't believe it. Um, So thank you to everyone who has written in um, so far.
1: And so far, this is it. This is the end of it. Why did I say so far? Why am I still couching it? (laughs) I mean, I
0: guess. (laughs) The language of uncertainty. If
1: somebody's inspired by uh, Game & Watch Month and wants to send us, like, let's say, 15 years in the future when you and I are, you know, doing our 2000th episode or whatever it will be at that point. And, uh, you know, somebody's like, somebody goes, is in our back catalog, listens to this episode and is like, I have something to add to Game & Watch. Yeah, send us the email. We'll read it on the show.
0: We may do another Game & Watch month in the next
1: 15 years. Yeah, that's right. It's likely we'll have to repeat ourselves a little bit.
0: (laughs) Um. Mark, you've got some debugs. Uh, ah, yes,
1: I do. Okay. Um, as as listeners know, um, debugs that are my fault are my least favorite <laughs> ones, um, and yet on Tuesday I forgot to thank listener at OmniJake472 on Twitter for reminding us about Dr. Mario World shutting down on November first. I would not have remembered that, um, by my lonesome. So thank you, OmniJake, for, uh, doing that. Also on Tuesday in new releases. I forgot to mention that Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, is releasing and it's releasing today actually. Wow. Um, I I wanted to give it a shout out and I felt remiss for not doing so because I find this game fascinating.
0: This it, is the game where everything is cards. Yeah, yep,
1: yeah. exactly. It was revealed in Nintendo's last Nintendo Direct, just this like kind of very random not random in the sense that totally unexpected. Yeah. Um RPG from Square Enix where everything is card-based, and um, I'm fascinated by this game. I know that I will never, ever play it. I have the demo on my uh, Switch, and I just haven't found the time to even like dabble in that, but... I kind of wish it success because I love that something like this exists.
0: Well, and it's uh, uh, some from from. Oh my gosh, it is from some of the uh, creative team behind uh, Near Automata, right? That's right. Yep. Um, so like, it's got some sort of like artistic pedigree behind it. That's not like just a uh, a card based role playing game, or even just a game that's totally obsessed with everything being cards. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm excited to. Read other people's yes, impressions. Yes, hundred
1: percent. That I, I'm sure that's how I'll experience this game. How great would it be, though, if it, like, uh, you know, maybe in less than fifteen years at like GDQ or something like that? Yeah, someone does a like, speed, speed run, run of it. Run. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
0: I w- I would watch that. Um, Mark, are we ready to uh to get into our our final game and watch topic?
1: Oh my gosh, I uh I can't believe the time has come. But yes, let's do it.
0: And because we are cowards and we fear the end of anything, uh, we are turning our final Game & Watch topic into a plethora of Game & Watch topics. A Game & Watch topic gallery, if you will. Uh Yes, uh-huh. So we've got a bunch of uh, different categories that we're going to run through, uh, like sort of little games we're going to play around the idea of Game & Watch. Um... Mark should we should we run through those or should should we leave the listener in suspense?
1: Let's uh let's leave the listener in suspense. We will get to them when we get to them. Um
0: so this is I'm I'm very excited about this. This will be a good like uh you know Brain exercise for us, uh, but uh, I want to start things off with an email that we got from um, Ferruccio, um, who wrote into us, and it's it's uh, a sort of a lengthy email, but uh, buckle in, it's a good one. Um, he writes, "Hello, NCS, longtime listener, first time, etc." Uh, once I heard you guys were talking about Game and Watch Month, I was not only very, I was. Not only very excited because I love game and watch, but I also thought I could actually contribute something interesting. My love for game and watch started a few years ago when my partner found a tropical fish game and watch at a secondhand store and bought it. Owning and playing a game and watch, uh, owning and playing a game and watch was a small revelation. They are beautiful objects, and they are more fun than they should be. Uh, One thing that I noticed by playing so many Game & Watch is that the gameplay is deceptively simple. Well, in the middle of this Game & Watch buying spree, I cut out a paragraph here, but he goes out a Game & Watch buying spree. Um, I decided to make a Game Watch-like game. With Dreams on PS4, the project ended being more complex than I expected, and making that game made me really appreciate the finesse that went into the original Game & Watch games. Uh, A little side note here, his uh, Game & Watch game is called Pancakes Pancakes, and you can find it on uh, the Dreams portal, wherever. We we can include a link to it in the show notes. Um, uh, Furusio goes on to say, things I realized in random order. It may be easy to overlook, but the clarity of the setup of Game & Watch games is really remarkable. Look at something like Octopus, and you can immediately understand what's going on and what you need to do. In some cases, like Rain Shower or Tropical Fish, for example, there's a little bit of humor built into it. These vignettes are immediately recognizable, fun, and clear to understand. Again, not as easy as it seems. Second point, there's a lot of hidden complexity in how the controls and the gameplay work. For example, in almost all games, players can anticipate a move at the beginning of a time tick, but also right after the time interval in order to save a situation at the very last minute. It kind of goes on, and this is something that you and I have talked about. There's a little bit of that like hang time mechanic, right? Where there's like, you have a split second um, to like save something that has like kind of gone afoul. Um and then uh, the the last point that he has here is uh, the pacing is another subtle, hard to break down area where Game and Watches excel. I tried to replicate some of this difficulty over time progress but it was really really hard. The thing is, game and watch games don't get harder over time in a linear way. They grow in intensity until a peak and then they become easier for a while, then escalate again and so on. The flow is hard enough to design uh, is hard enough to design, but the thing that is even harder to appreciate from a player perspective is that when the gameplay is so simple, the margins of difficulty uh, difficulty balance are extremely tight the difference of a fraction of a second and how often an object spawns can make a game literally impossible really small changes have a huge impact on difficulty what nintendo did with the balance of most game and watch games is really masterful um, which I think is uh, th- those are all uh, brilliantly observed uh, things about the game and watch. Uh, go check out Pancakes, Pancakes if you have um, dreams on the uh, PlayStation. Um, but Mark, any thoughts about th- those observations? Yeah, I
1: mean that's it's such a good point. Like when we started our game and watch journey, I before really diving into it was just like, oh, like I don't think I'm gonna really like these games. Um, they're so simple and everything. But once you actually play them, you do realize how masterfully crafted they are because they uh the gameplay is simplistic, but the like it's really rewarding to play and you feel like you can get better at them. Also, it made me think of um when we were, you know, starting Game and Watch month, I went back and read the Awada Asks for uh there was an entry in the Awada Asks series about Game Watch and they talk about in the early days they were pumping these things out once a month which Which is is wild crazy yeah and then and the way they would do it is they you know were like um drawing it out on essentially like big pieces of graph paper and then would go into this room and like etch it out of glass to make like a you know a large oversized game and watch so they could play it out and then they would try it for a while they would, you know, like, make changes. And that's a long, involved process when you're, you know, like, uh, manufacturing these things by hand. And then they would have to hand them off to the, you know, actually be manufactured. It's just, it was absolutely nuts. It's amazing that it turned out as well as it did. Like, it truly remarkable.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, the, the the note about, like, how difficult, like, the difficulty curves work um, is also, like, really well observed. And something that, like, is... Because the, the the product is such a primitive thing, yeah. right? Um, and to know that it has, like, the computational intelligence to, like, ramp up difficulty and, like, scale it back down in a way that makes it playable and fun and more engaging and never, like, truly impossible is remarkable. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so, we've got a bunch of little topics that we are going to uh, sort of brainstorm our way around. Uh, and we get to the first one by way of an email from Mark. Not not you. Um. But Mark uh, writes an email, uh, he suggests a couple things, Um, one of which is that we rank all the game and watch games, which we sort of did last week. Um, Mark notes that his favorite is uh, Donkey Kong, which I think we had at number 11 out of 10. (laughs) Um, And then he also suggests that we do like a a head-to-head high score chase, Um, but uh, I don't know how that. That might be fun for you and I to do, but I don't know how that's uh, an episode of the show. Um, but his third suggestion is where uh, things get good. He says, when Nintendo offered the two cartridge, the two physical cartridge game and watch collections on the DS, they created a new game on the second collection, which was a mashup of the two games they included. You had to play Parachute on the top screen and then it would switch and you'd have to continue by playing Octopus on the lower screen. It would flip you between these two games throughout the rest of the game. Maybe you could come up with ideas of which two game and watch games would mash up into a new game and be fun to play. Uh, so Mark, our first topic here is game and watch mashups that we'd like to see. Hmm um, do you have any that immediately come to mind? Have you played the uh parachute octopus uh game and watch mashup? No. I wonder if you had to like unlock it because No, so it's it's not it's not even in the galleries. It's in the um the Game and Watch collections that are on the the DS.
1: Oh, no. Which were the, part of like my Nintendo rewards. Got it. No, yeah. no.
0: I definitely have not played it then. Um I have also not played it. I've seen gameplay of it and it's uh, you know, seems a little brain-breaky to me, but like, you know, it's still it's a a cool concept and I like the idea of um them using the dual screen of the um, DS actually do like a dual screen like thing. Yeah. Although it is weird that they don't just like port a dual screen game and watch to DS. Uh, cause even on the DSI, they're all single screen games that appear on the dual screen system, huh? Which is stupid. But
1: anyway, <laughs> um, and, and any come to mind for you, Mark? Um, I'm looking through my list of game and watch games that I played, uh, as part of like the gallery, um I wonder if there's something to be done with a game that we both enjoyed which was Egg. Mm okay. And maybe like the modern one because okay okay. How about this? Yeah. Right? Okay, so you um I don't know exactly how this would work. If you start with Egg, but yep. the modern version where the cookies from Yoshi's cookie are rolling down like the four conveyor belts. Yeah. Uh and you have to position Yoshi to eat them with his tongue. But then the reveal you start doing egg, and you're like, "Oh, okay, interesting. All right, I'm eating these cookies. Whatever, whatever." And then, but the reveal, you pull back, and it's like the Mar- modern version of Mario's cement factory, oh. and you're seeing like how the cookies are being made. Yeah, I like that. And then, well, yeah, they it, come down right. Mm-hmm. Then they because at the end of Mario's uh, cement factory, the modern version, Mario is um, you know sending cookie dough from layer to layer, and then at the bottom. Yes, Yoshi is there eating the cookies. Yeah, but also Toad is there uh, boxing them, and both times they're getting sent down conveyor belts, and those conveyor belts could roll right into Egg.
0: Um, that's great. It could be a great like head-to-head game where one player is playing uh, Mario Cement Factory, mm-hmm. the modern mm-hmm. version, and the other person is playing the uh, Egg Modern Egg, um, so that you are actually like making the cookies that then the Yoshi has to eat. That would be really fun. Um. Mark, I had a, my, my idea for a mashup um, is using classic versions and it's using a uh, one of the vertically folding uh, two two screen uh, games and one that I didn't get a chance to play during the course of, of Game and Watch Month. But it's a lifeboat um, and, you know, lifeboat opens like a book and you are controlling like a little life raft as this giant yacht is on fire and people are like trying to escape from it. Um, and I just I just think the 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 book opening uh dual screen is uh so funny and clunky and i I love it um but what if there were two more screens that opened up on either side <laughs> uh, and when you dropped people off they had to play then turtle bridge to escape <laughs> um, so like you're just dropping them off on like little islands and then they had to like keep going through like another adventure over water
1: to get away yeah that's great also I love the idea of this like uh mechanism like Opening tw- twice, yeah. So there's like four discrete segments, and so you can put it in your pocket, sure. But it's um, uh, I mean, it's
0: probably pretty
1: fat, yeah. Right, yep. yeah.
0: Um, but also, I don't know. There, there's something very nice about like.
1: It could stand up on its own. <laughs> it could stand you know. up on its own. You you could build a little like fortress, a That's little right. uh, you know, clear indication of where your area is.
0: <laughs> or maybe the whole thing is a uh, is not a, a foldable thing, but it's a cube. So you actually have to like rotate it as you're playing. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Buttons on the top and bottom for like moving left and right. Although if they're on the top and bottom, it would be tough to uh, keep track of which way uh, they they actually make you go. Um. Uh, and any other uh, mashups come to mind? The the the, uh, the I only came up with the the one lifeboat and turtle bridge.
1: Yeah, that's the only one that comes to mind immediately. I do wonder if there's something. I'm trying to think what we could do with like vermin. Um, so I wonder if uh, the classic version of vermin, you know, has these moles that are barreling yeah. towards you. So I wonder if that's what's happening on the top screen. And then when you hit them, instead of them disappearing, what if they like fell? They like got pushed back down. And those vermin are like need to be greenhoused away. Yes. Yes. That'd be good. Oh, but that's another one that would be good as like competitive because you have like one person on the bottom trying to push them up and then the other uh, person who's playing at the top trying to uh, push the vermin down. I mean, the thing
0: I love about that is it it sounds like it is a vermin on top of Greenhouse, which is also a dual screen game. So it's another like triptych,
1: (laughs) (laughs) three screen game. That's right. You have to, it's like, uh, um, uh, uh, unfolding photos in your wallet or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I I was thinking of it like those um those uh three panel like paintings that are always of like the earth and heaven and hell. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Very good. Very good mashups. Um. Our next uh topic comes to us by way of Twitter. Um. Uh. A uh, when, when we tweeted out our, our first episode um, about uh, Game & Watch, um, uh, at Paul C. Pace responded, The Mario & Luigi bottling game sounds like Laverne & Shirley opening, uh, opening credits, colon, the game. To which I responded, honestly, wacky classic sitcom episode premise makes for a really solid Game & Watch pitch. Lucy & Ethel at the Chocolate Factory would be an A-plus Game & Watch game. Uh, and then responding to that, um, Alana at Primrose Pickle responds, uh, Nintendo just leaving money on the table in the eighties. I could picture a game and watch game where you have to climb down from your girlfriend's second floor bedroom window while trying not to get caught by her dad. Um, so we are doing sitcom premises that would make for solid game and watch games. Um, so we, we've already identified here Laverne and Shirley, uh, I love Lucy and uh, a sneaking down from your girlfriend's second story window—I see that as Cloris explains it all, but I don't know—I <laughs> don't know where it I went. think that's a very that yeah. and
1: It also just seems like a very like classic sitcom. Trope. Yeah, totally,
0: totally. Um, so I, I I'll, I'll go first here because I was very happy with this one. Um, have you seen the episode of Frasier season six uh, called Three Valentines? No. Um, so it is uh, three stories. Uh, it's the episode is directed by Kelsey Grammer, um, and uh, they are. Uh, a, a Valentine for Niles, a Valentine for Fraser, and a Valentine for um Daphne and uh Martin. Um and the first Valentine, which is Niles, he is uh hosting a woman in Fraser's apartment uh, and they're gonna have dinner and evidently the the woman is very uh particular about uh the, the things that she likes and she likes things to be just a certain way, which means she's perfect for Niles, right? Um the episode starts with him on the phone with like the wine delivery guy and like she's gonna know if it's not the 85 versus the 87, you know whatever. Uh-huh. Um and so he sits down on the couch to wait for her. And he notices there's a uh a, the crease in his pants isn't exactly straight, and so he kind of futzes with it for a little bit. Um, and uh, you know Eddie the dog is like watching him the whole time. Uh, and then he realizes what he has to do is like just get out the iron and iron his pants. Um, and what transpires over the course of the next five minutes it's a truly masterful bit of like comedic storytelling. Is uh he's trying to iron his pants and like keep the the food that he's preparing in the kitchen going and uh he um cuts himself because he he also notices that there's like a string coming coming out of his pants and he needs to like trim and he cuts himself and he sees the blood and it makes him faint and then eddie wakes him up and then uh he's left the iron on the pants and like the pants start burning and the food starts burning and he has to pour the food on the so this basic setup of uh niles has to uh Iron his pants uh, while juggling going back to the kitchen and, like, moving stuff around. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, and, like, all the while you have, like, a little, like, meter of, like, are you becoming faint because you're uh, noticing the blood that you're you're bleeding uh, that you had to, like, refill by stopping by the dog. Um, so, like, I see it as a, a two-screen thing. One is the living room where you're ironing, and the other is the... Um, The kitchen where you are trying to like juggle the food stuff Uh, and so you have to like be in one of the two places attending to
1: like the little juggling game in each of those places yeah that's uh, that's such a fun idea also that sounds like a really funny like vignette
0: it's great Uh, in in my mind it was just like the cold open of the episode that it was like uh, 30 seconds or 45 seconds or something but it's a full five and a half minutes of just Niles running around this apartment it's beautiful
1: so uh, one idea that I have is sitcom related is based on the uh, like the soup Nazi episode of uh, Seinfeld. <laughs> and so the, the way I'm kind of thinking of it as like a little bit of like a game of chicken, essentially. So you play as the soup Nazi. Great. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there uh, somebody comes up and they are uh, standing there um, and the bowl of soup is between the two of you. And as the Soup Nazi, you just have to, like, you're waiting for the patron to, like, try to reach for it. Yeah. And 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 when they reach for it, you have to snatch it away before they can grab it. And the the closer it is to them grabbing it, (laughs) the more points you get. get, Exactly. Because your renown goes up. (laughs) (laughs) And you can see how well you're doing by the line of people outside. Yeah. Yes. That's right. The longer the line... Um the better you are at preventing people from getting their soup. <laughs>
0: that makes sense to me. Uh that that's a good one. I honestly think any any physical comedy beat
1: from a sitcom makes a perfect um game and watch game. So true. Think um, you know, like uh uh Steve Urkel. Yeah you know, and let's say he has uh, like a rocket pack. Sure. And uh, your job is to get cheese from one side of the screen to the other side of the screen. Right. And you're like, just avoiding Carl the whole time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Or like, uh, I mean, I, I I tried to puzzle out like what the game would be, but like Fonzie jumping over the shark on uh, a water skis, mm, like, mm-hmm. you know, go for a classic sitcom, like defining moment.
1: Yeah. Actually, I bet that could, that could totally work because you could almost do like an excite bike type Thing or yeah. like basically like Fonzie is uh uh you are the Fonz right you are water skiing first of all perfect <laughs> <laughs> say no more and yep. yet I shall mm-hmm. uh you are the Fonz you are water skiing and then occasionally sharks will pop out of the water and you have to push the button in order to jump over it
0: which. I don't know when the last time you watched the scene where the Fonz jumps over a shark, or if you ever have. uh, No, I've
1: never actually seen it.
0: What in your mind is the scene like?
1: Okay, so I am assuming it's like, oh, he's jumping. It's at like a party or something, and he's jumping over, you know, like a papier-mâché shark. I don't think it's like he's water skiing in a lake. And a freshwater shark like pops his head up like jaws at Universal Studios Hollywood.
0: Well, so I, I I believe they are like in the ocean. Okay.
1: Um, and
0: Richie's driving the boat, uh-huh, and there is like an audience. Uh-huh. Like it is a water skiing show or something. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't watch the whole episode, so I don't really know how this <laughs> setup how we get there. Um, but the way that it is shot is uh there is like a ring of like buoys. Um, and, uh, like, so it's in, in, like, a, a circle, um, and then, like, it cuts to where underwater and you can see a shark, uh, so we just had to assume that that's, the shark is within this I see. ring I of, see. of buoys, and then Henry Winkler, as the Fonz, uh, does a jump over this, like, circle, but the sharp shark never jumps out. oh The shark is not visible oh. when he jumps over it, so, like, you just sort of... I mean it's a TV show and obviously they're not going to like put Henry Winkler in danger of being eaten by a shark <laughs> but like I don't know it's it's the crappiest thing. <laughs> I couldn't believe how bad it was. <laughs> and now I understand why that's like the you know high watermark
1: for like bad <laughs> it's sitcoms. the high watermark for bad television. <laughs> um here's another one for you that is not is it is not a sitcom mm. but uh listeners of course know how much I love Jessica Fletcher and murder she wrote yes so I'm imagining like a uh, um, a helmet type game sure you are Jessica Fletcher dead bodies are falling all around you <laughs> oh my God. and you're trying to avoid them because you're just you know you're trying to get from the your house in Maine to the publisher because you have a manuscript to mail sure and you just you just gotta sure. avoid these dead bodies uh Mark that's grim. Yeah, but, like, all the murders she wrote, it's for fun. No, you're no. right, you're right. You're <laughs> laughing as those dead bodies are falling out of the sky. Um,
0: all right, Mark, our, our next topic uh, also comes to us via email. Uh, an email from Aaron. Aaron writes, Hi, Patrick and Mark. I found your podcast earlier this year and has been the highlight of uh, highlight of my week ever since. Uh, wanted to give my experience with Game & Watch. Like most Americans, my first exposure was in Super Smash Bros. Melee, um, where uh, Mr. Game & Watch showed up, uh, but then... Uh, sorry, I've, I've messed this up. Uh, skipping ahead. Nintendo developed a Japanese kanji dictionary for the Nintendo DS in Japan only, but the original DS was region free, where you could write the Japanese characters you were looking for, and it would show you how to read it, and an English definition for most of them. You could also enter English words, and most would have their meanings in Japanese as well. It was a, It was a must for any DS-owning student of Japanese but i digress by searching for certain english words you could play four game and watch titles to distract you from your homework you could play ball manhole judge and flagman by searching for those words in the dictionary i only found ball on my own but it was very nice to have uh, a way to take a break from studying from time to time single word game and watch game titles is what we are basing this next uh,
1: little exercise on. Can I say one thing before we get to this? Yeah. Is, uh, that's such a good point that um, the way the majority of people ever in the history of the world have experienced a Game and Watch game has to be through Super Smash Brothers, because so many people p- have played yes. Super Smash Brothers uh, way more than ever bought a Game and Watch game. Yeah,
0: I mean, a, a bunch of those Game and Watch games have sold fewer than, like, 400,000 copies. Like, they are... Uh, especially now in twenty twenty one, like a genuine rarity um, ball is forty one years old. Like, yeah, it's uh, it's it's outrageous. Um, so we are going to do, I've pulled up a a random word generator. I have set it to nouns, uh, and I'm going to uh, click generate random words, and we are going to uh, pitch a game that is just that word. Um, so going on just the the examples that were in um, Aaron's suggestion, uh, ball manhole judge and flagman. Um, how, how we did an okay job of guessing those on our initial game i and think Watch judge game. we did not judge we did not also i don't think flagman
1: we really understood either i I, I, don't I, I don't remember either i was gonna i was gonna say something i i was gonna say that i think we knew it was semaphore or something like that but oh um, yes yeah. right
0: but it's but it's more it's it's like simon oh basically. yeah 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 we weren't close you're right um, you're right uh okay, so the random word that we are generating here is singer. Singer, as in one who sings. Okay. Uh, so I I th- I think what this one is, I think this it probably is a very Simon-esque uh game. Uh, but I'm gonna say that you're like a canary. You're a bird. Um, in a bird cage. Uh, and your owner uh, whistles songs to you, and you have to push the buttons back. I uh, to to
1: sing the song back. Do to you him. think that it is uh, sound based? B- okay, there is a there's a mini game very similar to that in um uh Rhythm Heaven, oh. where like the little like uh, hairless mole people, they um they're choir kids, I think is what they're actually. Yes. chorus kids is what they're actually called. And uh, mole people, <laughs> <laughs> you will um they you know will like sing a note and then when it gets to your turn you sing the note and you have to hold it for the same amount of time that they're like yeah they're holding it and you have to build harmonies and that kind of stuff do you think that in this game and watch game is sound based or do you think that the person your owner who's singing like um similar to simon like symbols or something are coming out and it's your jo- yeah. job to like match the symbols yeah it's, yeah it's
0: it's like that but the different the different uh, symbols are also different pitches that mm, mm-hmm. I mean honestly it's exactly like flagman yeah. uh but with a, a a different uh premise that makes it look charming and yeah. fun sounds good I to mean, me you can be a little bird uh all right mark are you ready for our next word yes oh boy the next word is climate
1: climate climate okay all right here um i think that i uh, isn't there some I'm about to show my ignorance. So everybody (laughs) brace yourself. Everyone calm down. Yeah. Everybody, like if you're (laughs) driving the car, pull over. Like I don't want anybody's blood pressure (laughs) to get too high because I'm about to sound like a big dummy. But isn't there some purported technology, whether it is actually works or not, where you can like capture CO2 gases and like shove them underground? Yes.
0: We don't... uh, like have that functional technology yet uh-huh. it's theoretical at Got this point it. uh and if i'm wrong and if i'm talking about <laughs> my button i don't know what i'm talking about everyone needs to need to settle down yeah i
1: mean it's a good thing we all pulled over <laughs> yeah, 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 um but here's so here's yeah m- what i think it is is that there um is a like a factory that is pumping out yeah just belching just belching like yeah. poisonous gas. And you're a little dude that's underground that has one of like a, um, like almost like a a hand pump. Yeah. And your job is to try to suck as much like um, and then deposit and then deposit it into the ground as possible before it overwhelms um, the screen.
0: Um, That's good. It's almost like oil panic. Oh yeah, a little bit. Uh, except you are the person on the bottom, and not the yeah the thing on the top. Uh huh. Um. I had uh, a, a just a, a flash of an idea of um. There's a conveyor belt and garbage is coming off of it. Uh huh. And it is uh, different kinds of garbage. Paper. You have to sort plastic, it. You have to sort oh, it into that's the so right good. Containers. That's so good. Um. But also, you know, uh, my my faith in our ability to recycle things in the United States is straight shook. Um, as far as plastic goes, we can only recycle uh, milk cartons and uh, soda soda, and that's it. Soda bottles, that's it. That's okay. all we can recycle. I mean, in the not United
1: States. I. I know, and it's devastating news. But also, don't you do you feel like? Because I kind of do feel this way that it is important to still have like the recycle things for the placebo effect of feeling like you are at least helping a little bit because otherwise the world is grim.
0: Well, the world is grim. Yeah. Right? I mean, that that's just where we are. I, 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 th- I think it's fine to have aspirational recycle uh-huh. symbols that, like, someday we will develop the technology where recycling these things can happen locally and at cost. Uh huh. Um, we're just not there now, and that's that's as grim as anything we've discussed here about <laughs> playing a murder she wrote game where bodies are falling
1: from the sky. I don't think it's that bad. Maybe I think it's pretty grim. I think it's pretty grim because I watch a lot of Murder She Wrote, and I know how fun it is.
0: Um, let's do a couple more of these. All right. Uh, next one is hat. We can't. Look, helmet is already taken.
1: I know. I, so, uh, the first thing that comes to mind for hat, yeah, is that, um, you are a Milner, right? Okay. Those are people who make, make hats. Uh, right, I'll, I'll believe. Everybody's you. pulled off the road yeah, already. So settle down, everyone. Yeah. do You're fine. Don't get back onto the freeway quite yet. Yeah. Ooh, the I'm podcast you are listening to is wrong. <laughs> it's, <good>. it's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Okay. So you are that thing. You're a hat maker, and uh, parentheses Milner? Millner? Question: Miller or something like that. Anyways, you uh, and pe- people come into milliner. Milliner. There we go. Close. Enough and yeah. <laughs> people so uh on the game and watch screen people filter come into your store almost like they're on a conveyor belt right like yeah in an order and they have different like one is kind of dressed like a cowboy one's kind of dressed in so a tuxedo the right and, and you have to them. pick the right hat Smart. for them and put it on their head before they like leave the store angry but some of them will like be faster than others right like it's not like it's consistent right. um it's almost like in parachute in the classic or in the modern version how the different characters will drop faster than others it's like ooh cowboys might move really quickly construction worker i'm just naming the village people at this point right <laughs> um <laughs> the leather daddy but no cop <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yeah that that's my idea Um that that's good. It's it's
0: a very literal like application of um hat. I feel like there's always they always come at it from like a little bit of a sideways Mm. uh thing. So I wonder if uh it could be like a pulling a rabbit out of a hat game. I don't know exactly how it works. Um but like uh
1: that you have to like line up the hat with like where the rabbit is hitting. Oh yeah, or maybe it's like another timing based one where you have like uh you know, you have, like, four hats in front of you or, like, five yes. hats in front of you, and you see its little, like, ears poking up, and you have to time it to, like, grab it at yeah. the right time.
0: That's good. Let's do one more of these. Okay, this one is magazine. Magazine.
1: I think it's mm-hmm. just oh, no, no. It seems like you have an idea. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. so
0: my idea is that you are in a uh, waiting room at the dentist, and uh, everyone is trying to get to the magazine rack to get the good <laughs> magazines before you do. And you have to, like, dodge, you know, around, like, the chairs and, like, the woman trying to, like, get your signature to fill out some, like, forms or whatever.
1: That's it. That's good. That's yeah. good. I like that a lot. I feel like uh, another one is your I, – I love this idea that you're in, like, a waiting room and you have a magazine. And it's, like, you know, a Newsweek from 2003. So it's, like, you know, 20 <laughs> years old or something. And, but you found an article that you're like super into. Yeah. And so the game is you have to try to finish the article. I don't know exactly how this would, like, how this would be gameplay. (laughs) But you have to finish the article before your name gets called. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something I think we can all relate to,
0: right? I mean, maybe, maybe it is just like Ball or like any other. Game and watch game, and it just—it's called magazine because it's a, a substitute for a magazine at a, at a doctor's appointment. <laughs> How cool would it be if you went to your dentist and in the waiting room there were just game and watches for you to play? Oh
1: yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> I'm just imagining it, I'm like, yes, that's exact. That's exactly that's exactly what, exactly I, want. what I would want. Yeah. Um. All Can right. you imagine actually in real life if like n- 99% of the population that is not me and you yeah. like yeah, <laughs> go yeah, yeah. there? Doctors are <laughs> so doctors. disappointed, and it's just like piles just piles of game and watches just loose game and watches <laughs> you got to bring your own
0: watch batteries um, all right uh, our, our next uh, category also comes to us by way of email from Martin Martin writes hi guys first I just want to say that your Super Nintendo 30th celebration was uh, so enjoyable I missed out on the Super NES but you guys had me invested in all the festivities um, second it's always exciting to hear your responses from uh, readers correspondents so when I heard you were declaring October as game and watch month I was overwhelmed I can't wait Martin you need not wait any longer. We are reading your email right now. Um, in the buildup to your big event, you mentioned holes in your Game & Watch knowledge. Well, you are in good company. It um, uh, goes on to, uh, he, has, he has two things that he wants, wants to bring up here. Um, one is advertising. I was amazed to discover that there were TV ads for Game & Watch in Japan. These are definitely worth a watch. Mark, I've pulled up one of these because there's a kicking little song here, um, but I uh, recommend that everyone pull up, or everyone watch the uh, very first Game & Watch commercial, um, which is how it is uh, uh, listed on on YouTube. But here's the song.
1: Game Watch. Uh, truly amazing. Oh, that's so good. It's so funny to hear it in this context because this is the song that my husband and I walked down the aisle to.
0: Yeah, and it lets you hear something new when you hear it. (laughs) podcast, right. (laughs) Game watch. (laughs) Um. Uh, no, but they were showing off ball judge, uh, the others that that they listed there. Um, but it's it's very it's very funny to uh, see like people like out in the park like playing little games. Yeah, game we'll include
1: that. We'll link to that in the show notes too. Yeah.
0: Um. But then uh, the second thing that uh, Martin brings up here is licenses. Uh, it's crazy to think of the licenses that Nintendo had for Game and Watch, Popeye, Mickey Mouse, and Peanuts. Uh, who who knows? Uh, uh who knows? Uh, um, we may have oh we may have had Snoopy leading to Nintendo's sports games rather than Mario. He suggests oh yeah
1: yeah uh, that uh, if they, they had kept those licenses. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Game and watch Snoopy tennis was a blast, and it was a day one purchase for me on Game Boy Color uh, when it came out. There, um, Donkey Kong Two. Oh no, sorry. This is this is me starting to give my answer to the question. <laughs> um, Uh, So the the topic here is we're going to pick licenses, other licenses, for Game & Watch games that already exist. Um, And since I just started uh, saying one of mine, um, uh, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. Donkey Kong 2 and Donkey Kong Jr., are both basically Donkey Kong Junior games where you are playing as one monkey freeing another monkey. Uh, let's get the Planet of the Apes oh, 100%. Uh, license on here. Yes, uh, absolutely. Specifically, War for the Planet of the Apes because there is a really awesome sequence where uh, Caesar is freeing all the other monkeys that have been uh, captured by Woody Harrelson and the rest of the humans. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like one for one, like you don't really need to change anything except Mario becomes Woody Harrelson uh-huh. and uh, Donkey Kong Junior becomes you know andy Serkis as 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 an ape oh yeah that's really good that's really good uh do you have any other thoughts of games that uh game and watch games that exist that should have a different license stapled onto them um let's see i have i have one more suggestion yeah if, yeah if you want go a second for to it i think um so i don't really care for chef that much um it's it, as far as like the juggling games go, um, it's got like the sh- kind of shortest fuse, right? Like I never feel like I can really get ahead of it. Um, but I tell you what, uh, if you make that chef uh, a gangly redhead and uh put a giant hat on him that I know a rat is inside controlling his <laughs> movements, I'm talking about a rat tattooe
1: version of Chef. That's that's really good. That's really good for uh. To tell it to so everybody understands how poisoned my brain is. Yeah. When uh you were like a gangly redhead. I was like, well, it can't be carrot top. It's not carrot. Buff. Top. It is not carrot yeah. top. Yeah.
0: <laughs> can't think of any redheads that aren't
1: buff. <laughs> <laughs> that is my curse. That is my curse. Um, I'm trying to okay, I'm actually I'm struggling to remember what is the name. Oh, I think it is actually vermin, the one that I thought were like uh um if yoshis were coming to attack uh yoshi's eggs yeah yeah not that's, the that's case vermin. yeah but i think you could you could do something like um wizard of oz with oh, that version of yeah. vermin and it's like the flying monkeys and you're uh trying to you maybe you're the scarecrow and you're trying to protect dorothy or something like that instead of eggs yeah
0: or are there things that anyone protects in in wizard of oz I feel like you would want to play as Dorothy, right?
1: Mm. Oh, sure, and maybe you're protecting Munchkins. The, you're protecting Munchkins. There we go. You, pre- you could be protecting your companions. Yeah, but um. there's only three of them. Uh huh. And Toto. Sure, and then two Munchkins. There you go.
0: <laughs> That's all six. <laughs> two Munchkins. Mm-hmm. The word. Those are the two that you don't care about.
1: If they if they go down,
0: you don't lose any. I parts. mean, it's
1: the toad equivalent, right? Yeah. Like in, you know, like New Super Mario yeah. Brothers where there's like, oh, it's Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, and a couple of toads. Sure. Oh, I guess it could also be one munchkin and one like Emerald City resident. Oh, sure. Maybe just for fun it's the horse of a different color. Sure. There we go. Does it? But it's black and white. So,
0: <laughs> so you can never tell. <laughs> um. All right. Very good. Uh, Mark, we are uh, done being prompted by, uh, people's emails and, uh, Twitter exchanges, but thank you to everyone who wrote in, uh, that was super fun. Oh, sorry. I've got one more. Oh, you got one more.
1: It's real simple. Yeah. Fire. Backdraft. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's really good. Are there?
1: I mean, functionally, Uh I don't think you have to make any changes. I think you just call it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be like, uh, calling boxing
1: Rocky. Like... You don't need to do anything to it. Uh-huh, yeah, but when you say it like that, it makes it seem like I didn't just have a brilliant idea.
0: No, you did have a brilliant idea, and I'm also trying to think of... Because you could also call boxing Million Dollar Baby,
1: although,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, it's I mean, probably not. <laughs> um, or but My point is that there are lots of boxing
1: movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh,
0: but I'm trying to think of like other firefighter movies, and I think Backdraft is the only one I can think
1: of. Yeah, Backdraft, yes.
0: Towering Inferno.
1: Is that a I don't firefighter? Know. No, movie? I think it's just. I, I think just, it's, just it's just a disaster. A, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Um. Our our final two topics. Uh. We are going to for the first one. We are going to come up with a game and watch game for a modern Nintendo franchise. Um. Obviously, there are a handful of um games that uh, are available in game and watch form that would later come to like NES. Um. Be it like uh. Uh, You know, Greenhouse to Donkey Kong 3 or like really more honestly, the Donkey Kong series um, and the Mario games uh, and eventually the Zelda games uh, that they are all that, you know, they are available in Game & Watch form. Um, But, Mark, is there a modern Nintendo franchise that you would want to see as a Game & Watch game? And what do you think that looks like? I
1: think you could do something really fun with Luigi's Mansion.
0: Oh, that's such a good answer. Where
1: it's just like, I I mean, in my head, it's Luigi with, you know, uh, Poltergust. And there are I, um, you know, it's like a whack-a-mole almost. There are ghosts totally that are popping out from different places around the screen, and your d- job is just to suck them up, right?
0: I mean, not to say the same, you know, three things over and over again, but a Luigi's mansion skin over greenhouse, um, would be perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, we love greenhouse. We do love greenhouse, and we love <laughs> Luigi's mansion. Um, that's a great pull. And also I feel like, uh, the, you could do a really nice, like, painted mansion background for that. Yeah, totally. Um, one of the things that I've really, uh, like, grown to love about the original Game & Watches that we don't really get to experience playing them in the galleries are that the backgrounds are these, like, um, they're just little paintings, right? That the, uh, LCD action, like, plays out on top of, um, you know, the aforementioned lifeboat has a painting of a, like cruise ship on fire <laughs> in the background. Um, so yeah, it, it, that would be a, a cool place for that. Mark, I ha- I don't really have my head wrapped around the gameplay here, but man, do I want to see a Star Fox game and watch game. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if like you're behind the ship. I know there was a, uh, there was a Star Wars like LCD game from like the late 80s, early 90s, um, where it's like uh, an X-wing and it's in like three positions and you're shooting at, um, you know, Tie Fighters that they yeah. come at you. Um, but it seems really like confusing and busy, and like you know, there just aren't enough like frames of animation available to really like make sense of it. Um, but it. I feel like if you gave those marching orders to Nintendo uh, in you know 1984 or whatever, um, that they would make a really kick in. Like yeah space that they would de- they would find game. a way to make it work. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think that could be. So I'm just gonna time travel punt this one <laughs> 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 to uh, Nintendo you know 35 years ago. Well, here's
1: another one that I'm curious if we can puzzle out a way to make it work because I think it would be really cool to see like a, um, a splatoon. Game okay. and watch like, but ma- but maybe it's not like a splat or uh, uh, like as, a, a turf war, turf war. Yeah, maybe it's something with like Judd and Little Judd.
0: Yeah, or like any any of those like characters, right? Because yeah, uh, yeah, like one of the difficulties that you come up against in doing a game and watch Splatoon thing is that the game and watches are for the most part in black and white. Yeah, right. They're not color things, and color plays such a big part of splatoon. I wonder if there's a um you know in in the octo expansion you are on like a a subway train line um and it's like populated by all these like sea creatures. So I wonder if there's something about like um getting off the train and like getting on the right one mm. or um trying to get from
1: one train to the other like at a, a at a
0: transfer station or something like
1: that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Th- that, that could be fun. Or what if it's um like you Are the DJ playing at, you know, the idols, one of the idol pairs. Sure. Concert. And they're dancing and you have to. So, like, their moves could be erratic, but your job is to keep the beat.
0: Oh, yeah. In time with their movements. Here's what it is. Um, There are. There, there are two of them, right? It's the squid sister. So you're playing for uh, Callie and Marie, and they've been fighting, they've been feuding. <laughs> so they're dancing separately, and you have to keep the, you have to keep the separate beats that they're dancing to. Oh uh, yes, um, there's like one on on the left and one on the right, and you just have buttons there. You have to keep the mm-hmm. beat to asynchronous beats, uh, which would just be a game that only a drummer could play, <laughs> and like a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, that's, that, that's super fun. I was trying to think of uh, if there's a way to do, like, a Pikmin one. Um, but pick it would have to be another where we, like, break the format of the game entirely. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Pikmin is so based on, like, having thousands of little things. Not thousands, but <laughs> dozens of them on the screen at once. Um, but even, like, uh, if you are, maybe it's uh, your Olimar, and you have the ability to call, um, you know, different Pikmin, uh, and you're trying to, like, move them forward uh So they don't get
1: hit by the obstacles that are, like, coming across your path. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Any others? I I mean, I think it would be... I imagine... Because, you know, like, back in the day, they were putting... They are making versions of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., Mm -hmm. like Mario Brothers. So I feel like any of the heavy hitters would have, like, some form... Like, would have some representation. Like, I was thinking, for Metroid... For Metroid's tough you but maybe you could do something where like Samus is in the corner like in the bottom left hand corner and so she has like her arm cannon out and it has like an an arc that it can shoot at and there are like enemies flying towards her and so it's almost like space invaders right right? but just uh, the uh, trajectory is a little bit different. And Samus is, like, the star.
0: Yeah. That, I mean, that that's great. And also, you could have uh, separate buttons for ice beam and missile. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, like, the, the Metroids, you have to hit with the ice beam first and then hit them with a missile. Yeah. 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 Um, when I uh, first mentioned this topic to Sarah, um, she was like, oh, like a Kirby one? And I was like, oh, that's so good because... All the Kirby games have like those mini games. Oh yeah, like chopping down the tree or like the home run derby kind of thing. It's like all of those little mini games are perfect oh, little we'll be game perfect. and watches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there could be a whole line of Kirby game and watches, and they'd all be because Kirby comes from black and white. You know, I know we all think of him as pink now, but like, hey, I played uh, Kirby's Dreamland on on the Game Boy. Yeah. I know what he really looks like. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's that is such a good idea.
0: Um. Uh, All right, for our uh, final uh, topic today, we are going to be taking a Game & Watch game and we are going to turn it into a modern Nintendo franchise. Uh, So we're going to figure out what the characters are, what the game looks like. Uh, Basically, we're just going to explore some uh, not very well-explored Nintendo IP. Um, Mark, you know that I was drawn here to Spitball Sparky. (laughs) <laughs> Do you remember Spitball Sparky? No. From our discussion. Uh uh-uh, uh. <laughs> okay, I so don't. Spitball Sparky is one of the two um like color um game and watches, the like the handheld oh, ones, yeah, the, uh-huh. the panorama ones. Um so there it's it's kind of a um a brick breaker game. Um, but instead of just being a paddle at the bottom of the screen, you are this weird little bird creature, almost cubert like. Um and you can either like hit the ball with with your beak or or you can uh blow a puff of air to like hit the ball before it like comes all the way down. Okay. Uh so it's you know going around and like hitting the things Arkanoid style, but you have a little bit more like ability to uh push the ball around. Um so I got to imagine that that turns into uh a sort of 3D platformer with like sort of a shooter element to it. Cuz you are the bird. You are the bird thing, yeah, with like and it's a bird is maybe not right, but like it has two legs and like a sp- mouth nose thing (laughs) Uh uh-huh um uh really should have been a birdo right um but uh yeah that it would just be like shooting uh or like shooting puffs of air at things to like move them around Uh or like uh could like suck up a ball and like shoot that at enemies or something like that
1: yeah okay okay yes i totally see it um and this would be in 3d yeah yeah, I mean, maybe
0: maybe not, maybe not right away. But like, there's got to be like an NES version where sure, it, you sure, know, it's just like sure, like a
1: normal sort of like side-scrolling platformer. Yeah, but yeah. Because yeah. I'm almost imagining that it's almost that it's like a Castlevania Ooh, type thing, okay. right? But instead of like Simon having to whip um, this bird creature, who we need to figure out what the name would be. Um, oh, I think he's Spitball Sparky. Oh, it makes complete sense when you say it like that. So Spitball Sparky uh uh-huh. is going through what environment would he be in because i feel like the obvious one is like oh like baseball or something like that oh interesting but i feel like normally they would go against what we would like what you immediately think as yeah
0: well i i wonder if we need to like take a little bit of the inspiration from like you know arkanoid and like other like brick breaker style games where like he's in He's in an environment where he doesn't belong, right? Like something that's a little bit more high tech. Yeah. Right. So it's like, like
1: spitball Sparky in King Arthur's court, is yeah, what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yeah. There we go. I, I I like that. Yeah. Forget the high tech part of it. Um,
0: <laughs> spitball Sparky, uh, in uh, like a, a, a castle, uh, and he's breaking those bricks. This this is what it comes down to is that he's got to break bricks throughout history. So like he goes to the pyramids. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> there we go. That's right. He he's a, ch- he's a chain breaker. That's right. Um Mark, you have other thoughts for uh Game and Watch games that you would like to see made into a modern. I mean there there's, there's one that I think is uh like sort of a persistent one for me of like why isn't uh Balloon Fight a a uh a, 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 a franchise that Nintendo revisits? Mm, mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, uh, available on uh, Game Boy and NES, and in uh, game and watch form. Uh, why, why no more uh, balloon fight games?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great point.
0: Unless they sort of became Pilot Wings. Have I made this argument about a different uh, series? Is it is it secretly pi- Pilot Wings?
1: I I don't. Well, I guess maybe. I was gonna say I don't think so, but why not? Why not? Here, here's one for you. Yeah, is I think that we could uh, figure out something to do with Octopus. Yeah, right. Because you got a potentially a deep sea setting. Yeah. Um. In my mind, the octopus is n- like not the protagonist of the series.
0: No, you're probably pl- no, but he's he's the persistent
1: antagonist. Yes. Yeah. 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 He's like the Ganon of this series. He's, he's the like, Michael Myers. He's to, the to Michael refer Myers. Aha. Uh-huh, yeah. That's right. Um. And then, so I think you probably play as a diver of or a series of divers. Maybe it's kind of like a Splatoon esque world where, um, yes, you know, like uh, 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 you are a diver, but your diving suit is like what you look like. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like yeah. it's like for for whatever reason.
0: Uh, We're in a world now where people always wear their diving suits all the time, and they're all old timey diving yes, suits, right? Uh-hi, uh-hi. With like the giant like globe for a head uh-hi. and like that little swinging like rusty and, door like, bolts. Yeah, to, uh, yep yeah. That's right. Uh, and someone up t- up top working the bellows <laughs> so that you can breathe. Uh, yeah, and he's just like guarding various treasures. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's sort of. Kind of just pitching subnautica with a giant octopus, but like I
1: think that'd be cool, <laughs> maybe it's subnautica <laughs> crossed with Tomb Raider <laughs> with a giant octopus final boss yeah no
0: i think th- I think that's very good um i there are there are i mean climber remember climber I do remember climber um climber is one where uh you and I were both like taken with it so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna read the, the paragraph from climber um. Uh, on on wikipedia a boy known as the climber sets out for the block mountain where the block men live to train as a warrior lord meji who (laughs) who he meets on his way grants him a pair of boots which enable him to jump very high armor that can break ceilings and a headband which will help him find a sword to defeat the evil Dragalo the dragon
1: i mean what yeah we don't even have to come up with anything it's just like do that Uh, just do that But as a video game
0: yeah do it it's a it's a 3D Zelda game, uh-huh. you know. Whatever, um, you ha- you can jump very high. Your armor can break ceilings, which is confusing to me.
1: <laughs> not walls though. Not walls, just, just ceilings. Just ceilings, not floors either. Uh-uh. so it
0: better be like the top <laughs> of the building, <laughs> otherwise you're not getting through. Um, and a headband that helps you find a sword. Yeah, I don't I know love what that it. means. I
1: don't, I don't. I mean, I have an idea, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would love to see it in action for sure. That's a great one. Also, the name's uh, already there.
0: Yeah, just climber. Yep. Um, the so the, there there are two other like late um game and watch games that I feel like are full of IP potential. I'm referring to Bomb Sweeper and Safe Buster. Um, Bomb Sweeper, you uh, you're you know defusing bombs that are being set by like a madman who uh, like then like moves around the the maze. Um, and Safe Buster is another like. Crime, you're a security guard, kind of thing. Like, both of them are, um, like could be modern, uh, Ubisoft games, like,
1: <laughs> like that. Um, I mean, I feel like the uh, what, what was the bomb buster? Bomb one? sweeper. Yeah, I feel like bomb sweeper is essentially Arkham Knight, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, it basically is where you're just solving the, the Riddler things. Okay, so now we are uh, taking this question and the license one and just rolling them into one. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there there's so much potential in um the Game & Watch games. Uh, oh, what about Gold Cliff? Do you remember this one? No. The player controls an Indiana Jones-type archaeologist character oh, who is on a right. mission to acquire treasure. Stone platforms appear and disappear in a pattern. The player must jump across them to reach a key on the other side of the screen and gain entry to the temple. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, let's just do Gold Cliff, which is just a Tomb Raider game. Right. Perfect. Yep, we did it. (laughs) Um, All right, Mark, uh, those are all the fun uh, Game & Watch topics we had prepared. Let's close this out. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in and participated in Game & Watch Month. Thank you to everyone who's uh, listened to us talk about Game & Watch for weeks upon weeks upon weeks. You're safe to get back on the freeway. Yeah, we won't say anything uh, just insane from here on (laughs) out. Here to the end of the episode uh, is going to be an ignorance-free zone. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you sh- <clears throat> share stuff. We appreciate it when you do. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore or You can follow Mark on Twitter. He's at Mitchell, And you can follow the show, which is at Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan Mayer logo Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can get more face music by going to Ape or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellery saying, I guess maybe Gold uh, Cliff is like an Uncharted game. That's a more modern reference than Tomb Raider, right? Thank you for listening.
1: Imagine a podcast. Now. Imagine a musical. Now. Imagine the two of them made one million babies. Well, you don't have to imagine it because it's real and it has a name, One Million Musicals. Each month, we bring you a brand new original podcast musical featuring talent from across Broadway, films, and TV. You'll hear tales of spooky ghosts, Wild West shootouts, adventures on the high seas, and much, much more one million musicals only a few hundred thousand to go a campfire media podcast campfire